0: Hey everybody, and welcome to The Messy Table, where life is not always perfect, but God is always at work. And guys, this table is simply a common, imperfect gathering space where we can all take a breather for one hot second and remember what actually matters. In John chapter 7, some religious leaders are trying to condemn Jesus for healing a man on the Sabbath, and Jesus is trying to show them that they're actually missing the point. A guy was deathly sick and then healed, but they missed the miracle because they were distracted by a technicality. In verse 24, Jesus goes on to say, look beneath the surface so you can judge correctly. Another version says, stop judging by mere appearances, but instead judge correctly. What he's really saying is, look closer, dig deeper. Don't settle for the shallow when the real stuff is underneath, because things aren't always what they seem on the surface, are they? I know I don't want to be someone who misses it, but sometimes I do because I'm not willing to take the time to dive in. Which is why, y'all, I am super excited about my guest today, who's not only one of my favorite people in the world, but she's really passionate about this topic. Britton Bill is wife to Isaiah, mom to one-year-old Blaine, a pastor at Life Church, and a trustworthy friend. More than anything, she's the real deal and lives what she preaches. What Britton won't tell you herself is that she's constantly putting others ahead of herself and asking God to give her eyes to see what He sees. She loves Jesus, she's humble and wise, and she'd probably give you the shirt off her back. Not only is Britton a strong voice and leader in our church, but she's not afraid to get her hands dirty, whether that's behind the scenes or in the spotlight. So whatever you're up to right now, whether you're running errands or crunching numbers, folding laundry, working out, maybe you're hiding in the bathroom from your toddler, just grab your coffee and join us. I promise you'll be glad you did. Hey, Britton. Hi. I want to call you BB. Yes. (laughs) Where did that nickname start? I think it was Derek. Was it? That's what I thought. Yeah. It's funny because when I'm talking about you, I call you Britton. When I'm talking to you, I call you BB. So Hmm. thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad that we had an excuse to get together. Yes. Not that we need one, but. No, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me over. Well, will you just kick things off and introduce yourself?
1: Yes. So my name is Britton. I. To my hunk of a husband, Isaiah. You can kind of call us high school sweethearts if you want to. We met in middle school, actually, and then dated off and on through high school and college. I went away to OU. He stayed at ORU. We got married right after college. Um, May when we graduated, I think we waited like a total of three weeks after we graduated. That was the rule that we had to graduate had first. To graduate. Yes, so we've been married about five years. Celebrated five years last summer. We have a one-year-old named Blaine. Mm,
0: he is yummy.
1: Yes, he makes us laugh, and he gives the best open-mouth kisses right now. <laughs> it
0: is Those so adorable kisses where the drool just comes down.
1: Yes, and so we are having a blast with Blaine. Isaiah and I are both pastors at Life Church. And Life Church is actually one church in multiple locations, which I am the Life Kids pastor at our Broken Arrow location, and Isaiah is the youth pastor at our Jinx location in Tulsa. So we love being able to live out our calling together, and we truly believe that it's not a job, it's a calling, Mm -hmm. and we are having a blast being a part of what God is doing at Life Church. And what else? We love traveling. We love adventure, whether it's camping or a short road trip somewhere, the beach overseas. Mm -hmm. We love it all. Traveling is our love
0: language, you could (laughs) say. (laughs) So Derek actually married you. Yes. Married you and Isaiah, I Uh, should clarify. Yes. (laughs) Actually, I said that to the other day. Derek was doing a wedding, and I said that he was going to marry... I think I said he was going to marry Stacia. It was their wedding. And Mm. Hallie was like, what? You can't get married again. And I was like, okay, no. He's going to officiate the wedding.
1: (laughs) Yes. So Derek married us, and... I mean, you guys have played such a special role in our lives. And, I mean, Derek hired me at Life Church Broken Arrow.
0: I'll never forget the day that I met you. I know I've told you this a zillion times, but it was truly one of those crazy God moments for me where I can't even really describe it. I don't, I think my heart started beating fast. (laughs) Like I just, I knew there was something really special about you and Isaiah. And I still remember what you were wearing. (laughs) You had on that dress. It had jean with white and pink stripes. Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, you remember, you tell me I was wearing pink. So
0: (laughs) yes. And it's cool because we really had no idea just how special you guys were at that moment. Derek actually um, married you guys, but he didn't tell you until afterwards that you were his first wedding.
1: <laughs> and you would have never known. He was a total pro and in the zone. And, but really, you guys have been mentors in our lives. You've been an example of a godly marriage and family. And we are just blessed and thankful to know you guys and to have your influence in our lives.
0: Well, you know some of our junk too, so we gotta keep you close. So <laughs> <laughs> yes. So like you said, you guys really do live out our mission of being one church in multiple locations. I felt like we lived that out because we launched quite a few campuses in a row, but you guys are at separate campuses mm-hmm. and make it work. So how does that work? What does that look like for you guys?
1: Yeah, so just like anyone, life can be busy. Uh, And it's no different being at two locations, two well, one church in two locations, Mm -hmm. and it's been a fun season. We have gotten to see God do amazing things in two different locations, and there's busy times, and there's busier times in
0: ministry, and... I know you've said before that it's not that you're just a part of two separate campuses, but you actually both get to be a part of both locations, Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool.
1: Yes. We get to hear the same message on the weekend and we get to talk about it in our life group, what we're hearing. We have the same inner circle group of friends Mm -hmm. and it's, and so cool that God has called us to mm-hmm. be at two locations in this time and the way that he's blessed that. And we've had so much fun and have just learned about, like anyone does with any schedule, how to prioritize your time and how to be intentional. So with
0: how them. do you prioritize it?
1: Yeah, I think the first thing that we've done is just to define our priorities mm-hmm. clearly. We talk about alignment a lot when we're meeting with couples or just in everyday conversations, what that alignment in our life looks like, that God is first, that our spouse is second, our kids are third, and then everything else flows out of that. Mm -hmm. And... When we talk about alignment, it allows us to make decisions better. We're able to say no to the things that don't fall in that alignment. And like you know, a lot of times it's good things that we say no to. Most of the time, yeah. Yeah, whether it's an event or even a birthday party or something. Mm -hmm. And there's weeks when we can add events and fun things and times when it's really busy and we stick to that alignment that we need to seek each other and we need to spend time with our family before we say yes to anything Mm, else. That's
0: really good. Mm -hmm. So how do you kind of show grace in it all whenever it does get messy? Maybe whenever things don't fit in a box?
1: Yeah, I think in ministry, kind of like we were just talking about, we say no to the right things. So we can say yes to the right things. We mm-hmm. had a leader in our life tell us once that when we say no to the right things over and over, it builds that trust with our family. Mm-hmm. And so when do things do come up, obviously in ministry, it's not a nine to five job. Mm-hmm. Life happens outside of the nine to five hours. Absolutely, and In ministry, we have... A gift, and we get to walk alongside people and mm-hmm. through life and life events. And so, when something does come up and we do say yes to something, it's because we've said no and we're able to show grace and have that flexibility to mm-hmm. say yes because yeah. we said no to the right things. And Isaiah and I, going back to defining priorities clearly, we were on a road trip one time. And we were driving and just asking questions, reading some book, I think. And we were talking about core values because our church, we love our core values. It drives the decisions we make. Mm -hmm. And we thought, let's come up with some family core values. So we started jotting down some core values, things like put God first daily. We're going to make mistakes and give grace We're going to be generous and live beneath our means, be in community because life is together, be adventurous and try new things. And one of those core values that we came up with was to have fun and be fully present. Mm. And so that, I mean, impacts... Our life at work and at home. When we're yeah. at work, we want to be fully present. That's we want to bring our best. When we're at home, we want to be fully present mm-hmm. and be home and to make it a priority to spend time with our family. And so we have those core values hung in our living room and we look at them all the time. I was going to say
0: you had them made on, into a canvas or yes. a, what is it on?
1: It's on some type of canvas. I got it printed yeah. at like Staples or something and then printed and with a frame from Hobby Staples. Hobby,
0: so do you have any, like, practical life hacks that help you with the daily grind?
1: Uh, I don't know if I'd call them life hacks, but there's some a few things that we strategically do. Random fact, we used to live in a winery for four years. So when we first got married, God, it's still one of the biggest blessings when we look back on our marriage that he provided a place for us to live rent-free while we paid mm-hmm. off our college debt. And we lived out on this winery, like, 35 minutes away from town, and we there was only one internet provider at the winery at that time, and it was, I mean, super expensive. So we just decided we don't need internet. Mm-hmm. And so fast forward four years later, we pay off all of our debt. We moved to town and turns out we didn't really miss having internet. Mm. So we still, so to still this don't. day, don't have internet. People are like, how do you function? But I mean, of
0: course we can send an email on our on phone, phone. On your phone. Yeah. So it's not like you're completely in the disconnected, dark. Disconnected. Yeah. From so when room. you lived at the winery, the only catch was that you had to clean it. Is that right? Yes. So was it every Monday night that you had to go together and clean the winery? Yes.
1: So we would go after work on Monday nights, and I would take music with us. And I still remember when we first had Blaine, we lived at the winery for about six months probably after we had Blaine. And I would go lay him on a table on the little boppy pillows, and I would sweep around him (laughs) and sweep the floors. But we will always look back on that time and just remember how God is so faithful and allowed us that opportunity to Mm -hmm. live there and get debt free. Oh man. And and just the memories, like Mm -hmm. thinking back to all of our dance parties while we were cleaning the winery. And it was just such a fun season. Another life hack. Uh, We are serious about scheduling time off. Mm -hmm. So once a quarter, we schedule time off to take a weekend off Mm -hmm. with a few days during the week and we try to go somewhere and it could be a couple hours away to Mm -hmm. go camping. It could be a road trip across the country and maybe once a year, we'll try to do something a little bit more special, go to like Colorado, California, Mm California. But during that time, we just try to be intentional Mm -hmm. in conversations during our time off. We'll read a book... A lot of times it's actually me reading the book out
0: loud. Yeah. I'm like a real-life audio book for <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's great for your kids. Yes. We do that right now. We read Boxcar Kids and Chronicles of Narnia, and I'm the designated reader, so it'll come in handy for your it. whole life.
1: <laughs> life skills. That's right. Life skills. Yeah, so when we're on those road trips, we it's time for us at least once a quarter to get away, to mm-hmm. have intentional conversations, to even set some goals for our marriage, our family, um be intentional with what we want to see God do or refocus in mm-hmm. our family in that season. And so I would call that a life hack. Uh, we also just manage expectations well with seasons of life and ministry. We've learned that there's going to be some weeks that are busier and some weeks that are slower. And so we've learned that there's ebbs and flows mm-hmm. and that in those busy weeks, we have expectations that, you know, we're going to have a few nights in a row where we're not going to have much family It's going to be crazy and that's fine. Yeah, but then the next week we're able to be more intentional with our family. And Mm -hmm. what that's allowed us to do is to be able to enjoy the busy seasons Mm -hmm. and not to be drained or not look forward to something, but managing those expectations. I would call that a life hack of absolutely getting to enjoy every season, even the busy ones.
0: Mm -hmm. You're a working mom, you're a pastor, you have this sweet little one year old boy. So you guys have some support from family your mother in law watches Blaine, right?
1: Yes. Mother in law watches Blaine and Isaiah's sister. Oh. They own their own music store and they have that flexibility. And again, one of the biggest blessings in our marriage so far, him getting to spend time with family while we're um, both in full time ministry mm-hmm. jobs. And that's well, so perfect. Calling. Yeah. Cause they're
0: a part of that calling too, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then my parents also live in town. And so it's just a special season to be close to both of our families. And we don't take that for granted. Mm -hmm. We love spending time with them.
0: Mm -hmm. So what has God been teaching you lately?
1: Me? If I were to sum it up all in one word, I think it would be vulnerability. And when I think about vulnerability, what that means, just going beyond surface level Mm -hmm. in relationships. There was a time a few months ago, maybe more than a few months ago, I was just in this bunk. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of drained and I was wondering why am I feeling this way? And I realized that I wasn't taking the time. I wasn't being intentional to invest deeply mm-hmm. in relationships.
0: It's kind of spread too and, thin.
1: Yes. And Pastor Craig, our senior pastor at Life Church last weekend, he spoke about it perfectly. He said, we meet people by chance, but we deepen relationships by choice. Mm-hmm. And so I started kind of doing a self inventory examining and I thought I need to deepen some relationships by choice. And so I started thinking through again, that alignment, like what does my relationship with God look like right now? Is it surface level? And I was reading some plans in U version, but I was just quickly skimming through it. Not, not, mm-hmm wondering how it applied to my life, or going deeper. Um, and then same thing with Isaiah. I was spending time with him, and mm-hmm. we were having good conversations, but it wasn't as, t- as intentional to talk about what was challenging us, or what we were learning, or even things that were going really well. We were just kind of at that surface level. So I looked first at my relationship with God, and just started thinking, how can I go deeper in my relationship with God? And so I started doing some different Bible studies. The first one was called I am Mm -hmm. by Lisa Turkhurst. And she went through the, I am statements of Jesus. Mm. I am the bread of life. I am um, the gatekeeper. I am the way, the truth and the life. I am the vine. Mm -hmm. And each week was a different I am statement. And by doing that, It allowed me to just be honest with myself, be honest with God, put pen to paper and start processing through some different questions about Mm -hmm. what I was learning. And it was so refreshing Mm -hmm. to just do something different in my time with God. And then with Isaiah, back to that alignment, God first, spouse second, I decided I want to deepen my time with Him, my relationship with Him. And so just started asking different questions like, hey, what was the highlight of your day? What was the most challenging part of your day? Even asking him, hey, can you pray for me? Mm -hmm. I'm struggling with this. And Isaiah actually started, it was really cute. He was like, I want to start this journal for both of us to write in. Mm -hmm. And so we have been journaling for like the past four months probably, and he'll, after his time with God, he'll just kind of jot down some things he's been learning and been challenged through, and then I'll go to the next page and write something down, and it's kind of hilarious to see how different the journal entries are, (laughs) because mine are, like, very, like, structured in the same way, like, the soap method of, like, here's the scripture and the observation and how I'm applying it with a short prayer, and his is, like, word vomit all over the page, like... It could be different every day, but what it's allowed us to do is just go past that surface level to find a way to connect in the season of life that we're in with a one-year-old and um, being, you know, busy seasons and just getting to read what he's learning and what God's showing him and be able to ask questions about it later
0: and be vulnerable Yeah, each other. I think that's a huge, huge thing in our society today because there's so many distractions and we're all spread really thin. And the truth is, is that most of us are struggling to get below surface level.
1: Yeah, I was even talking to a friend at work yesterday and she said it takes work Mm -hmm. and it takes, I mean, processing our emotions and not just going from one thing to the other, but again, choosing to deepen relationships. We meet people by chance. Pastor Craig, this will always stick out in my mind, too. He said that we impress people with our strengths, but we connect through our weaknesses.
0: Mm -hmm. I thought of that quote, too.
1: Yeah, so when I was thinking through that funk I was in, it led me back to, well, I'm not being intentional to connect through weaknesses. and I'm also reading a book right now. Um, written by Brené Brown called Daring Greatly. Mm -hmm. The tagline in it is how the courage to be vulnerable transforms the way we live, love, parent, and lead. Mm. Yes. And in that book, she says that there is no intimacy without vulnerability. Mm -hmm. It's so true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was actually looking at the definition of vulnerable. It's to be exposed, unguarded, open to attack. And at first glance, some of those seem like, well, that's not what I want. But the truth is, like you said, you can't have intimacy without being vulnerable. And really, vulnerability—it's essentially being honest. Mm-hmm right? Because if we can't be honest about where we are Mm -hmm. with God, um, if we can't say, God, I'm struggling with this, or I'm, I'm doubting you today, or I need you. If we're not being desperate before him, Mm -hmm. if we're not being honest, we can't be vulnerable and we can't have that intimacy. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with our marriage. Like you were Mm -hmm. saying, it's the same thing with friendships. It's the same thing with parenting. Mm -hmm. Really every relationship in our life takes vulnerability if you're going to get close.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, It just takes work, too. It's easy to skim through life. Mm -hmm. It's easy to just go from one surface-level conversation to the next or one task to the next and kind of wake up and do your same routine throughout the day and not connect on a deep level. Or
0: watch Netflix instead of have a conversation. Exactly. Mm -hmm.
1: And to just skim through the day. But Paul reminds us, I mean, perfectly says that... Christ's power is made perfect in our weakness, and I'll boast even all the more gladly about my weakness, so Mm -hmm. Christ's power can be shown through me, and Mm -hmm. it's so true that we connect through our weaknesses, and that God actually wants to use those vulnerable spots of our life and the
0: weaknesses in our life to show His power and connect
1: with others on a deeper level, Mm -hmm.
0: so... It might even be just telling someone, you know, I yelled at my kids today or Mm -hmm. our marriage needs help or, you know, we're struggling to get pregnant or maybe it's something good, but you're embarrassed to say it because you're a fear of failure. Like I'm going to start this business or project or whatever it might be. I think all of those things, both good and bad, Mm -hmm. take vulnerability. Yes.
1: A quote that I love by Brene Brown in her book, she says, what we know matters, but who we are matters Mm -hmm. more. Oh. Being rather than seeing requires showing up and letting ourselves be seen. Mm -hmm. We love seeing raw truth and openness in other people, but we're afraid to let them see it in us. Mm -hmm. We're afraid that our truth isn't enough, that what we have to offer isn't enough without the bells and whistles, without Mm -hmm. editing and impressing. And when I read that, I was, again, thinking through takes that extra thought, that extra effort mm-hmm. to say, here I am. And it's true that we value it in other people. We I do. mean, when yeah. I listen to your podcast, I think, man, I love hearing them talk about real life. Yes. And I love, yeah. and that's where we connect is through
0: our weaknesses in real life. Just real life. i mean, yeah. yeah. the messy table, right? That's where right. We're at. That's right real life is is what I want. That's what I want from you. That's what I want from a friend. That's what I want from my husband. And that's what I want from God. I don't want some superficial, false religion, stand up, sit down. Like that's not real. We want the kind of gut level, honest stuff, you know?
1: Yeah. And when I look back on my relationship with God, I mean, the biggest lessons I've learned are the times when I've seen God show up in my life is when maybe i'm struggling through something mm-hmm. or it's a lesson that i had to learn in a hard way where i actually had to fail forward and mm. so many times in my life i try to you know take the safe path or i'm like i know i can win at that so i'm going to do that easy thing for me and i'm not going to want to push myself to be vulnerable or because i might fail mm-hmm. and i might be embarrassed or mm-hmm. whatever that might be but What I've learned is that those are the times that we grow when we're uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can't grow without being uncomfortable. And so embracing that vulnerability, connecting through our weaknesses, all of those thoughts of being vulnerable is definitely things that God keeps showing me over and Mm -hmm. over through different things in my life.
0: Um, In the book, The Meaning of Marriage by Timothy Keller, he says, To be loved but not known is comforting but superficial. To be known and not loved is our greatest fear. But to be fully known and truly loved is, well, a lot like being loved by God. It is what we need more than anything. It liberates us from pretense, humbles us out of our self-righteousness, and fortifies us for any difficulty life can throw at us.
1: Mm -hmm. That's good.
0: We have to bring other people alongside of us in a real, Mm -hmm. honest way.
1: Mm -hmm. Speaking of books about marriage, I was reading one about kids and how they develop an authentic faith Mm -hmm. and how... A lot of times when we try to protect our kids from seeing our vulnerabilities Mm -hmm. or our failures, it kind of guards them and it shows them this superficial relationship Mm -hmm. with Christ. And then when they get older and they start experiencing times when they're going to struggle in their faith and they haven't seen it, they could think something's wrong. I'm struggling in my faith because they haven't seen people that have been in a strong relationship Mm -hmm. with Christ. They haven't seen them struggle. And so... The book talked about, I think it was Lead Small Mm -hmm. is what the book was called, but the book talked about how we develop an authentic faith in our kids is by allowing them to see us struggle Mm. and work through our relationship with Christ. And I just remember that even with Blaine right now being one and one of our core values is that we'll make mistakes and give grace. And I Mm -hmm. just pray that Blaine sees us Um, get to struggle through our faith and get to um, trust God through hard times and that he'll see that in us and be able to see what God has done in our lives and in his life Mm
0: -hmm. as a result. And it'll teach him what an authentic faith looks like. Mm -hmm. Just last week when all the awful Las Vegas stuff happened and then there was also a few tragedies in Broken Arrow, the kids had been watching a cartoon and they flipped the channel. And so I kind of turned it off because the Las Vegas stuff came up. And so we were sitting at the breakfast table and I just had this weird feeling in my gut. Like, I just need to just tell them what's going on. Not in gory details, Mm -hmm. of course, but you know, we just said that there was a real evil thing that happened and a lot of people died and um, we need to pray for them because it's a really, really sad thing and there's families hurting right now. And so they asked some questions and we prayed. And, um, when they left for school, I kind of thought, did I do the right thing? Mm -hmm. But again, that kind of helps me (laughs) go, okay, yes, this is good because then it does help them see in a real tangible way, our need for God. And that's what makes it authentic mm-hmm. for me as well, you know? Right. It's not just something we talk about. It's something that we, we live and that we need daily.
1: Yeah, and it's that choice to say, I'm going to lean into that uncomfortable mm-hmm. conversation. And
0: yeah, and uncomfortable and our... is key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I even think with friendship or could be in marriage or parenting or anything, I think leaning into the awkward and the uncomfortable, you know, I was reading an article the other day talking about technology and how it's made people more awkward in person socially and not, not able to have these conversations because mm-hmm. it just, it feels so strange. But even if it feels weird or strange, it's worth it to mm-hmm. lean in yeah. and to embrace that awkwardness and uncomfortable mm-hmm. to get to a deeper level.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think even seeking God in your marriage, when you first get married and you're like, this is so awkward and mm-hmm. kind of uncomfortable, mm-hmm. like we're just going to start praying together or, you know, it's just that like, okay, but once you lean into that and how it strengthens your marriage and like you said, with
0: your kids Mm -hmm. and
1: the lessons it teaches us.
0: Right. And habits actually form new, like neural pathways in our brain Mm -hmm. to where then it becomes less awkward and more normal. And then you, you kind of go to that. Mm -hmm. So,
1: so maybe vulnerability is a good word, but being uncomfortable (laughs) is also a lesson that God is been teaching me.
0: So what is something that you've gone through personally that's challenged your faith?
1: There are a lot of things mm-hmm. I've gone through that have challenged our faith. But most recently, I can think there a specific time when Isaiah and I were making decisions about the future of our family. And I mean, that's life. Mm-hmm. Something we can all relate to. We're all making decisions big and small. Every day. All the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it could be as simple as Am I going to homeschool my kids this year or not? What college am I going to go to? What major do I want to major in? Or something as big as, are we supposed to move cities? Mm -hmm. Um, Am I supposed to start this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're all making decisions all the time. And so Isaiah and I were praying through a decision about the future of our family. We prayed about it and we felt that God was leading us in a certain direction and we made the decision. But what happened is we immediately felt like we were under attack. We weren't thinking clearly. We were in a fog. I mean, the enemy was almost like, well, did you make the right decision? Mm -hmm. Even though we felt like God gave us peace about the decision we made. That's just Um,
0: like Satan. Just like in the garden when he asked Adam and Eve, did God really say? Like he likes to plant doubt.
1: Yeah. So we were just in a fog, weren't thinking clearly. We were confident still that we had made the right decision. And we were just stressed and come to find out it was a time that God was testing our faith. We were kept thinking, why did God... Why did we make a decision that we felt that God was calling us to do, and now we feel resistance Mm -hmm. about it? So one day, Isaiah was leaving the house, and I could tell he was stressed. Again, we were kind of both in this fog, and he was leaving the house. I remember I was standing there. We had just put Blaine in the car, they were about to pull out of the driveway. And Isaiah rolled down his window, and boom, vulnerability. He said, I really need you to pray for me. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, of course, yeah. What? what can I pray for? And he said, I just feel like that I'm feeling the weight of our decisions. And I said, of course I'll pray. And I said, is there anyone that you can talk to? And he said, no, just pray. So he pulls out of the driveway, I go back inside and I start doing my Bible study for the day. And on that specific day, I was actually doing Amy Groschel's I mean, shameless plug for your podcast that you just did with her. Um, I was actually doing her Bible study she wrote called The Hope, and Mm -hmm. on that day... It was write out all the promises of God that you can think of, like, on the spot. And so I start speed writing. I'm like, all right, we're saved by grace through faith. God will never leave us or forsake us. He gives us peace beyond understanding. His ways and thoughts are higher than my ways and Mm -hmm. thoughts. He will make our path straight. He'll work all things together for good. I mean, all these promises of God that I was writing out. And so I'm pumped up, right? I'm like, man, God has promised us all of these things. And I go to text Isaiah And I'll read the text that I sent him. I said, God will show us his will as we continue to seek him. I'm praying for him to bring peace, to renew our minds, and bring understanding. He knows our path and has already prepared the way. He will show us what we need to know. He won't withhold wisdom from us. He is going to work through us in powerful ways because we will remain in him. He has given us everything we need for what he has called us to do. He knows our struggles and can empathize with us. He will work all things together for good and is faithful in our future, just like he has been in our past. We have confidence through our relationship with him and through what he has already done in our lives. The best is ahead. And I just said, I love you and I'm proud of the decisions that we've made. Mm. And so I sent him that text. And sweet, why? We go throughout our normal day, Mm -hmm. I mean. I'm at the Broken Arrow campus, he's at Jinx, and I go to pick up Blaine at the end of the day, and he's in a meeting with a guy, in, which is normal. Mm-hmm. I figured they were maybe, I don't know, doing some marriage coaching or something. And so Blaine and I were about to leave for the night, and I just poked my head in and said, you know, Blaine and I are about to go, we just wanted to say bye. And they actually wrapped up their meeting, and we were walking out to the parking lot, and Isaiah was going to say bye and pack up Blaine with me. And he said, You will never believe what just happened. And I was like, What happened? And he said, When I was in the lobby, I walked into the office to get something today, and this man walked in and he said, Hi, I'm here to talk to Isaac. And Isaiah was like, Well, my name's Isaiah. And he was like, Yep, it's you. I'm here to talk to you. And so Isaiah goes in, starts talking to this man, they talk for over an hour. And this man, he was speaking directly into our conversation. I mean, details that no one else would know about. Directly, specifically, he told Isaiah and just confirmed that you have not made the wrong decision. Wow. And he said that God is actually using this time to develop your faith and to develop perseverance through it. And Isaiah is telling me all of this in the parking lot. And I am looking at him like, you're crazy. He even said, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. And I said, I'm probably just looking at you like you were looking at him. Like, how did you just read my mail? Right.
0: Wow. That gives me chills.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, let me be clear. God doesn't always do this for us and send someone. I call him our angel. Now it could have just been a man that was being obedient to God Um, Or it could have really been an angel. Who knows? Wow. It makes me think of that verse that says we could be entertaining angels. And And not even know it. And not even know Mm -hmm. it. But I told Isaiah, we didn't need that to know that we had made the right decision. I mean, God had given us peace about it, but God was so good and cared for us so specifically and used it as a way to grow our faith and... Uh, a lot of times we make decisions and we sometimes it's just reading his word and praying and getting peace about one way or another. Sometimes it's God uses wise counsel in our lives and uses leadership. And sometimes it's an open door Mm. or a closed door. And sometimes when Isaiah and I make decisions, we have an overwhelming peace about it. And sometimes we're just trusting that we're making the wisest Mm -hmm. decision with the information that we have. But I hope it encourages someone wow. that God sees you yeah. and that he cares about the details of your life and that no matter what decision it is, that he'll give you wisdom
0: and guide your path. I'm just in the listening position because that is a crazy, incredible story. It doesn't happen every day. No. So were you just like, thank you, God? Oh, what did you do on your drive home?
1: I'm. Still, did you cry? Oh, yeah. I was... <laughs> I was tearing up. I was like, you know, wanting to turn on some worship music and just like, Mm. thank God. Like, I mean, it was just so, such a specific way for God to encourage us and Mm. we'll be a moment that we look on for years and just say, man, God was so good to Mm -hmm. be so specific and to encourage us in the decision that we had made.
0: Mm, Man, that's so, so cool.
1: Yeah. And I think we're in, when we're in the middle of those decisions, we don't always see what God is trying to do through it. Mm -mm. I mean, and now we're able to look back and thank God that we were struggling through Mm -hmm. a decision because it built our faith in such a huge way. And so I think through friends making decisions, I have one friend who feels called to stay home, but she is starting a new job to help pay off debt. I think through another friend who, was living in Tulsa and she felt God was calling their family to go to to Oklahoma city. And it just didn't make sense in the times. Like we just moved here or I feel called to stay home. I think through my cousin right now who is making the decision on a treatment plan for her son that's going through cancer. Mm. And I just think through all these little decisions or big decisions that we're making in our lives. And when we're in the middle of it, it can seem like, does God see me? Mm -hmm. This doesn't make sense. It's not clear, but when we lean in and we trust God and we trust that he is guiding our path, that he will give us wisdom, it's such a way for us to develop that authentic faith Mm -hmm. that we were
0: talking about earlier. It's just encouraging. And if we made our decisions with 100% certainty, it would take no faith. Mm -hmm. I know my husband often says like, he says, I've never made a decision that was hundred percent. I just knew this is the exact answer. Now you might feel like God is leading you in a direction, but a lot of time it does take a leap of faith mm-hmm. and that's okay. Yep. <laughs> that's part of it. In fact, it's mm-hmm. good. All right. So I know you're a reader and a listener and you're always into all kinds of great books and podcasts. So what is something that you would love to recommend?
1: One of my favorite podcasts is How I Built This, and it's just stories of startup organizations and how they turned into successful businesses that we now know. So one of them I just listened to was about Starbucks, and one was about Spanx, and just different, (laughs) yeah, just different organizations. that's a fun one, like when I'm just on the way to work or running and I want to hear a cool story. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another one is The Happy Hour by Mm -hmm. Jimmy Ivey. I love just hearing, again encouraging women sharing their stories about Mm -hmm. what God's done in their life and um some books that I'm loving is obviously Daring Greatly by Brené Brown I'm about to finish that one up about vulnerability another one is Nothing to Prove by Mm -hmm. Jenny Allen really liked that book Um, Some of my favorite sermons have been, obviously, at Life Church. Right. I mean, uh, we just finished a series called My Big Fat Mouth that was super... Convicting. Convicting. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Applicable. Oh, man. Um,
0: And we're about to start a series called When the Devil Knocks that I'm really looking forward to. Spiritual warfare. Yeah. It's going to be really solid. Yeah. Yeah. And something that we don't always think about, you know, that Mm -hmm. there really is a war going on, a battle that we can't always see, and our enemy is not each other. Mm -hmm. But we do have an enemy and he is real. So, well, that's great. So what do you do to recharge? Oh, I
1: love being outside. Mm -hmm. I mean, fall is starting right now, so Mm -hmm. we are looking to do anything outside that we can. And we love just traveling too. That quarterly time to get away, that is definitely something we do to recharge. It could be as simple as going to the zoo or... Um, Going to the pumpkin patch right now. Yeah, Yeah. in the fall, but just getting out into nature. Mm -hmm. We connect with God through
0: nature. Yeah, Um, me too, for sure. So, do you have any pet peeves?
1: Okay, this is gonna sound ridiculous, and I hope I don't make anyone self conscious. Come on. (laughs) I get annoyed when people sneeze really loud (laughs) or blow their nose really loud, and I don't show it, but when it's like, Super loud, blowing into their Kleenex. I don't know what it is. I
0: just... What do you wish they would do?
1: See, that's the thing is there's not really a solution. go to the bathroom. Maybe. go blow your nose in the bathroom. Maybe that's it. I know that's so random.
0: (laughs) And I... Well, the sneezing, I don't know that they can help as much, but the blowing your nose, you can do that. My husband's probably laughing right now. Does he do it? Yeah, I know. He's probably listening,
1: but he does that and he kind of like looks at me sometimes and I don't say anything and it's just, you know, a random (laughs) pet peeve. We all have them
0: and that's Uh, nice. That's great. I love it. Well... You have brought so much wisdom today, but do you have one final word of advice that you would like to leave with us all? I think
1: one piece of advice, it would be probably more encouragement that God sees you and he cares about the details of your life. And if you are in the middle of the messy part of either a decision or just a hard season that God isn't surprised by it that he's working all things together for good and he's going to use this messy vulnerable time of your life to strengthen your faith Mm -hmm. and to work it together for a story that he's going to use in a powerful way.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that and it's so true. Well baby thank you for coming today and just sharing all kinds of nuggets and wisdom with us. Thank you for having me. Derek and I love you and Isaiah, and we just appreciate who you are. We love you guys, too. So, yeah, that was all fantastic, and the biggest reminders for me from this conversation were, number one, I need to get real and stay real, even if that means getting uncomfortable. It doesn't have to be with everyone in the whole wide world, but it does have to happen if I want intimacy in the relationships I care about most. Number two... I have to stay in tune with those little promptings throughout the day in both big and little ways, in decisions, in showing love. I don't want to ignore the Holy Spirit who's trying to do important work, but I do have to yield to those whispers. And number three, God is working, even when we can't see it, even when we don't know it or don't acknowledge it, He is there and wants to be close to us. The conversation notes for this episode are up on my blog at jenjule.com. There you can jump on my email list if you'd like. You can also subscribe in iTunes at The Messy Table. Don't forget to let me know what you think, what speaks to you, and how God's working in your life. As always, I'm honored you took the time to join us today. And as you go about your week, remember, don't be afraid of a little mess because that is exactly where God is at work.